How are you, man? You just roll in. You did the like the Chris Collinsworth roll in just then. Yeah, that's what they call me. Chris Rollinsworth. Fuck, it's bad. It's not oh, good. It's so bad. It's not a good start. Yeah. But it's it's kind of cool because your name's Chris too, you know. So it's like one of those things. Every time we do this, I forget to put my fucking thing on here. Um, whether oh, it's, the, your, your yeah, Twitter handle, yeah. Quiz, which is probably so not just as Chris Marler, Chris Marler. Yeah, so. I've lost a tremendous amount of followers this week. It's been <laughs> not great. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, is my co-host here, Chris. Um, Chris Marler. Where, where are you? Are you in, like, an abyss? <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in space. That's sick, dude. <laughs> People say that they didn't think we'd have a budget for this show, and look at us now. You're in yeah. space. I'm in yep. a basement. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun week. Yeah, man. Uh, this week starts July, by the way, which pretty much means the start of college football. So you know that July is the last month of the year that we get two things, Stranger Things ever. And then also um, it's the last month of Riley Williams. Hello, sir. Um, and then it's also the last month of college football for the whole year. What's up, Jeff Williams? Me and Jeff went to, uh, we saw uh, Frick, who is it? Who do we see? Clay Walker. Love Clay Walker. Big Clay Walker fan. I don't know what this means. Do I look like Freddie Freeman? I feel like I don't. I think it's because you're a traitor. I think. I don't. I mean, that could be wrong. Oh, that is tough. <laughs> oh, that is. Uh, you have to explain in the in the comments why I uh, why yeah, the comments I Tyler Huck, aka Freddie Freeman. Um, Trevor here says live is the way to go. More of a conversation. We agree. We feel like Screw we're a show Trevor. people. Roll Tide. Yeah. Um, Trevor is I'm kidding. Yeah. No, this is good. I like this. I like this a lot better. Also, we get to give a shout out to our good friend Lillian, um, okay. who is watching this show with her new boyfriend. I think. I'm not sure if they've made if they've had that announcement yet. But it, I, you just had uh, it for him. Sounds like. Yeah. So it's a big coming out party, kind of a different way. Um, <laughs> and then they are um, they're watching this together because I don't think he's a big college football fan. He's a big wrestling fan. I don't know if I'm allowed to be saying all this. I'm saying all of it because they're both drunk and they're watching this right now. But okay, congrats. Great. I know a lot about your lives. <laughs> this is the start to this show is like another every just every ep- every episode. Yeah. Always killing it. Let's go with uh, our highs and lows from the week. What is your favorite moment? What was your least favorite? Okay. Um, least favorite was um, obviously the just political mess of the week. Uh-huh. And most favorite, my son turned one this week. That's awesome. So, you know, through a party for him. It'll be the last time I ever host a children's party at my house. Be the last uh, one I'm ever not invited to, I would hope. Well, you know, it was a small get together. I will no, say. I'm, I'm glad you did not invite me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I did not want to go to that. Um, yeah, it's the first time the kid had cake. And um, no coincidence, he went to bed at like 10 o'clock last night, which he usually gets bed at like. 7 30 legitimately yeah. so that's cool uh no but it was fun man son is one uh my daughter turns four in a couple months life is moving yeah. way too fast yeah i heard that i gotta move out of this basement next month so i hear you <laughs> sick man what was your uh high and low without please god just the low was people on the internet who i don't know that think it was okay to speak to me 
my family or my girlfriend in any sort of way over a political decision that affected none of them. I would, I'll just, that's all I'll say. I won't even say their names. Um, sure. But no, so that was like the political mess was tough. I got poison ivy at 36, which is something you didn't, I didn't see coming in my book of how to be an adult. Um, right. Well, I mean, poison ivy isn't really like relegated to kids though. So I don't know why you would think that. If we're adult, I mean, I don't know any adults that are having that aren't fucking Eagle Scouts that are getting poison. When's the last time you got poison ivy, Tyler? I was eighteen. Oh wow, no, I've had it probably within the last five years. I mean, do you like do you do yard work? Do you ever go in the woods at all? I go in the woods a lot, Tyler. Um, <laughs> that's that <laughs> no. dark. That's that dark, dark masculine energy right there. <laughs> Shout out to my girlfriend for the, the talking about the dark masculine energy. Um, no, so I, um, I'm lazy which I know oh, a lot of you okay. be like, no, Chris, you're wearing that shirt. And you, I mean, look at you. And like, you got all dressed up for the pod. Um, right. So at her parking, her, her uh, complex, um, like condo complex, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, which I'm, it's down in Bucket. So there is a, there's Wait, a you want to shout out her address real quick or? Yeah. yeah. So it's six, nine, six, nine. Um, no, it's so like, <laughs> so I'm like going to park. And there's an easier way to park, especially if you have a broke-ass vehicle like me, um, where you can just park in this office park right behind it, and there's like a fence. It's like the Outsiders, where you just sneak in the back way. Um, so that's what I did. And I think that's, I think that's how I got Poison Ivy. Anyway, that was the low. The high, it's almost America's birthday. That's pretty sick. Um, sure. Pretty pumped about that. Uh, Stranger Things comes out on, on Friday. I'm also going to the Backstreet Boys tomorrow. Okay. Tyler. Tyler, close your eyes for a second. Just close your eyes. I don't really want to do that. Just do it. You ready? All right. I'm go. To place. Everybody. That was pretty good, right? Uh, I don't know about that. Um, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much it. Where are they? Uh, are they doing Where are they playing? I don't know. You're going tomorrow. You don't know where it is? Probably in the woods. It's not really the Backstreet Boys. It's some local dads that we all have a a fan club that we're going to put together. Hey, but, uh, by, by the way, how do I see this on YouTube? I don't see how many people are watching this. So were you over 11? Uh, we just go to the YouTube channel there and uh, should be right there streaming live. Um, okay. right. Should be streaming in the Facebook group as well, as well as our Twitter account, which if you haven't done so already, go follow us at CFB underscore yeah. uncensored. You if you're on YouTube, which you should be, mm-hmm. um, Go in there. Make sure you're subscribed to the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Also, yeah, make sure you hit up. notifications so when we go live every week, it just pops up right on your phone there. Uh, you don't even have to worry about remembering to tune in. It'll just remind you. Pop on in. We are taking comments live throughout the night now. I can't we're wait till we, I can't wait till the shit. fall. Like so, we have for for those that are new listeners jumping in right before college football season starts. We have a call in line. Yeah. yeah. I see. I see you're on the YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, we have a call-in line during the year for folks to call in. You know, inebriate, inebriated or not. Wow. During, after, before games to talk about their loss, their win, talk shit to rivals. We've seen some dark times. We've seen some great times within the when the uh, within the the call. But this year, this fall, when we're going live. Yeah, I can't wait to have the live comments. Just it's going to be an all-out war between Florida and Georgia fans, despite them not playing stop. each other. They don't yeah. stop. So this is going to be um, this is going to be fun. Real quick, so I mean, like when Tyler says that, um, 
Like there were some like like there was some bad. There, there was like some. There was the one guy who like kept calling from like an abandoned Planet Fitness, and then and then like I think he kind of apologized. In the years like Chris, I know we had our differences, but like fuck you, dude. And I'm like, yeah, totally. We're friends now, I guess. Um, but then then there was also like the Georgia episode when they won the national title, and this is like when they were still. Um, what's the best way to put it? Um, not being raging a holes. Uh, that was like, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Oh, and I can see all the comments too. This is yeah. great. William Gray's in the house. Yeah. So William Gray's in here. He said, uh, if y'all could offer NIL money to one team, which team are you picking and why is it Ole Miss? Well, first of all, it's a seamless transition. Cause we do want to yeah. talk about Ole Miss before we get into here. the football stuff. Um, big congrats to the Ole Miss baseball team. Hotty toddy. Three-run eighth-inning rally in game two against Oklahoma to win their first national championship in program history. I heard today, I didn't take the time to confirm this, so I don't know if you know this. Is this the only the second national championship ever for Ole Miss in any sport? It's the second sport that's won a national championship. They won a, I I believe they won a national championship in racist uh, mascots um, at one point. Actually, that's a joke because remember I told you this, Remember how? Remember how I was doing the thing about Southern Miss when they were playing Ole Miss, and don't anyone freak out. I think we probably just lost a follower. Um, but somebody like I think when Southern Miss made their their like mascot, because like Ole Miss is the Rebels, they were just like, well, fuck, if that's taken, what do we do? And so they were just the Southerners. They were, that was it, and then they were just the Confederates, and then. Which is kind of crazy. Anyway, but that's, that aside, no, they won three national championships in, in the late 50s and early 60s. And what sport? In football. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, that so it's like, the second program in program history to win a national championship. Right. So LSU, Arkansas, and Ole Miss, all in the late 50s, early 60s, and I guess Bama too, they all won championships right around that time. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, this one probably was the most shocking ever because they barely got into the tournament. Uh, they were the last team in. Last team um, in. They started in the SEC play. They started 7-14. and 14. Um, But, yeah, man, they got hot down in the stretch. They went 18-4 and four in their last 22 games. How about um, that, that, that pitching staff? Like, you yeah. said they were going 18-4 in their last however many games. What, Bianca was supposed to be fired. <laughs> Oh right, exactly. Yeah, now now what happened? He's gonna get a huge extension. Yeah, Bianco is um, he's he recruited me when I was a junior in high school, and I remember forget talking to him one time, and he had one of the greatest quotes I ever heard in my life. And he said, "I don't even know how we got on this subject, but he brought up something about how he's like, world's a fucked up place, fucked up stuff happens sometimes." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> cool, man." Um, yeah, well, they, you know, it helps when you, you're the three seed in the Coral Gables Regional. You sweep through that. You go yeah. to Hattiesburg for the Super Regional in state rivalry, I guess, somewhat. Don't give up a run. Uh, yeah, sweep through that. They go five and one in the College World Series. Um, you know, you feel good for, for a lot of those guys on that team. I read a story about a kid who's been there since 2018. And basically, since 2019, there's been some major issue where, you know, 2020, the season got canceled. 2021 he couldn't play all year because he was injured and finally you know they have this they were about to be you know the the coach was about to be fired and and all of a sudden they turned yeah. around um you know good for jacob gonzalez who's the re- uh, reigning national freshman of the year 
Projected first round pick. Yeah, and he was 0 for 12 in his last three games before yesterday, 3 for 22 in the College World Series, hits a sixth inning home run and, and uh, has an RBI single in the eighth inning to, to take the W. And, I mean, congrats to Ole Miss baseball. Yeah. It's awesome. How about, I mean, the fact that, like, like, again, that pitching staff that was, like, not great apparently throughout most of the year. I mean, like, at one point in – was it – I mean, it had to be April. It had to be May. Maybe it was – I may have mixed up my dates here, but they were 7-14 and 14 in SEC play. They were in the last place. In the SC West, they had bounced in uh, in the um, first round of the SC baseball tournament. It's funny too because they were talking about how like like I, I mean I'm friends with like a couple people like Michael Luker and some other guys that are they go to Ole Miss now, which sounds weird because again I'm 36, so maybe I shouldn't say friends, that is but. very strange. <laughs> on, paper, on paper, we're in we're in some text threads. Um, we we have a we have a band in the woods called the Poison Ivies, um, and oh god, don't start this thing with Tennessee. Uh, but no, so, so he was, you know, like they were, they were like all for Bianco getting like, getting, getting thrown out and, you know, you know, basically ousted as the, as the head coach there. Um, and then you go on the road and you beat, you sweep LSU on the road for the first time in history, uh, which is like, I mean, think about how long they've been playing baseball. It's almost since the 1600s. And so that's By the like, way, before we move off of Ole Miss and baseball, we can talk about what LSU is doing right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, keep going. College baseball uncensored. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, hi to my boyfriend and pseudo boyfriend. Y'all decide which is which. That is from. That's from my girlfriend Liz, which is I'm so. Over we have breaking news on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we are breaking up. Um, we were trying to figure out something good to do for the show, like to get some, like some, you know, some new blood and some. Yeah, we got to get some pop. Yeah, so we're thinking about just doing. We were going to show the poison ivy, but I think this might be better. You know. Yeah, we're going to break up with Liz, um, on the stream, uh, right now. I think it's best that we. No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing this. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Anyway, so Ole Miss, uh, they they go through the what do you call it? Super regionals, like you said, they get to the the World Series, and they're in like a pretty miserable part of the bracket because they're playing Auburn and Arkansas over and over and over again, which is just. I don't know. They, they had to play three straight games against Arkansas. Um, can we talk about the fucking Jello shots? Yeah, what that that's is that a like obviously that's not a new thing, but this is the first time I've heard of this. Okay, it's probably because my team has sucked for like a decade, but yeah, true. So Rocco's or Roscoe's or Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know. It is a pizza place in Omaha, and that's where. Listen, if you want good pizza, you go to Nebraska. That's, I've guess. been saying that for years. I think everyone, you know, and I don't want to like discredit you, but I think everyone's been saying that, you know, um, that's like one of the worst kept secrets in American um, history is that if you want good pizza, you want pizza and you want a, like a, a city that never sleeps, you go to Omaha, Nebraska. And um, so they, they had this jello shot challenge. The only reason this is crazy to me is like, I'm not, I've had jello shots one time and it was when a girl I met on Bumble showed up at the 28 to three Super Bowl Oof. with homemade jello shots in her purse that were like lukewarm. And I was like, wow, well, this is obviously a bad omen. Um, and it, like, but are, is 450 for a jello shot a good deal? That feels like not a good deal. Oh, dude, in this economy, you kidding me? Yeah. And listen, in Biden's America, everything is, is way more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, like, are you, you telling me I can get a gallon of gas? Or, or jello, jello shot. shot. I'm getting a jello shot first off. Right. 
before I get Hell right, brother. Nothing like ride and buzz, brother. Um, anyway, all, so much of this show has already been so inappropriate, but I love it. it but like, so they sold over 16,000 of these jello shots, I think. And I'm going to do the math on this real quick. It was, I, did, I added it up last night. This is what the total was last night. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, she said, not funny. Okay. Um, last night, the total was $72,783. That's insanity. In is, is the SEC making college baseball cool again? Yeah. That's more money that I've made in the last four years combined, Tyler. <laughs> that the government knows about. <laughs> I just like, but like that's so much Jello. They they took they are out of Jello. They like which, again, I don't know a lot about square foot math, and I definitely don't know about square Jello math. But when they were like, "Yeah, you literally took us out of like we're out of Jello now." What took so fucking long to get out of like how much Jello? I don't know. This is this is so much. I love what Riley Williams has said here in the group. He says, "Just love seeing Oklahoma get killed in any type of postseason." So spot on. So spot on. Yeah. Well, hey, look, they're going to be SEC foes here soon. So, yeah. Um, speaking of future SEC foes. Oh, by the way, well, first, quickly, LSU just paid a guy eight hundred or like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to leave his current job as a major league baseball pitching coach, <laughs> which was a four hundred thousand dollar raise to come be their pitching coach right. at LSU. He's only making four hundred thousand as a pitching coach in the major leagues. Uh, I think. I think. I think he was making 350. Wow. I, I saw something now. I could be wrong on this, but I saw something that he got a $400,000 raise to leave Minnesota mid-season. The yeah. Minnesota Twins. They found and, out uh, on the plane. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> this is Eric, whoever Eric, we got, I wish that you guys, if you're not watching this live, it's so frustrating to, it's not frustrating. It's, it's, it's not as funny because you can't keep up with some of the comments. And this is why I love doing this. This is why I missed doing the Facebook Live on uh, on SDS. But William Gray says, is Chris in a Twitter war or something? And Eric Anderson, before I could even say it, is Chris ever not in a Twitter war? Spot on. Okay. Spot on. <laughs> no, somebody, said, more... somebody said there's also a jello shortage. When is there not a shortage of? Um, yeah, pretty much everything. Uh, speaking of future SEC foes, Chris. Oh, God. All gas, no brakes is out. Now, we were going to talk about this midweek but we we decided against Chris it took a little naparoon on uh on friday but i gotta bring this up so first of all are you seeing this this is we're gonna talk about arch manning the texas here uh this twitter account i just gotta i just gotta hand it to arch manning here this is the best twitter account i've ever seen first of all he follows nobody yeah his bio just says high school student Right. And he has one tweet. And it's the tweet is it's not like, you know, a Twitter note where, you know, he he dropped some like, just want to thank God for all my blessings. Didn't get a fucking you know, Hayes Fawcett edit. That kid sucks, by the way. I Hayes um, Fawcett edit. Um, just quite simply, one tweet that he's ever done committed to the University of Texas. Hashtag hook him. And it's a picture of him, I guess, at their camp. 222,000 likes, which, uh, shout out to Danny Cannell for this stat, is like out of the top 20 most liked um, commitment tweets. Yeah. He's number one by far. 
two through 19 or two through 20 don't even equate to a total of 222,000. This is by far the biggest commitment in the last decade. Do you remember that time you told me you went viral on here? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'd probably take another nap or something that day. And I was like, what? You went viral? It's crazy. What happened? And then you were like, you had like 280 likes on your posts. <laughs> that's that's major. Dude, father of two over here. All right. Just cut that's me fair. some slack. That was great for me. Yeah. Yeah. So Arch Manning to Texas, which I think I feel like Georgia fans felt pretty confident they were getting Arch Manning. At some point. Well, hold on. Let's take a step back. Speaking of confident, where did you hear that that was the best fit for him first? Who? The, Texas for Arch? Yeah. I'll give I'm, you a I hint. mean, I know that you want me to say you, so I'm going to say you. It was this fucking podcast, and it was over a year ago, and I've been saying this for I don't know how long, and the reason why it had nothing to do with me not liking Georgia or me. Um, <laughs> this is great. I love this. Um, Producer Dan does love the Longhorns. But um, no, like, like this has nothing to do with, with like being a Bama fan or any of those, those things because I've been saying for a long time he should definitely go to Texas over Bama as well. Um, this is the best fit for him. I, like, and so and, and I, gave, I gave my good buddy, Graham Coffey, Dog Out West on Twitter, um, a lot of shit for this because he, he had the comment that he was like, I'm 98. Like, if you asked me to uh, put – on a scale of one to ten, my confidence on Arch Manning going to Georgia in February, he was like eight point two, and I was like, "Wow!" And then it just kept building. And then he was on campus, and he said it was a nine eight five out of ten. That was his confidence level for Arch Manning to go to Georgia. No, and when was this like a week before he committed to Texas? A week before he committed to Texas, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, maybe it was like two weeks ago. But like, because I, I remember talking about this, like. Do you know how many 3,000-yard passers Georgia has had in their last, I don't know, I'm looking it up right now, 12 years? I don't. Please tell me. One, Aaron Murray. He did it all four years. Since really? then, they haven't had anybody do That's that. That's kind of I, impressive, honestly. Yeah, Aaron Murray's the man. Um, I don't know why I, – I just don't know why he would go to Georgia, and I don't know why he would go to Bama either, just because of the fact that, like, I think that you're risking – I think you're risking a lot of potential. Um, I don't know, like like in Georgia, the the, the yeah, Chris Moss brings up a good point here too. I feel like UJ wouldn't know what to do with Arch. That's I mean that's like I've said this before, and Georgia fans don't want to hear it. But like if you're a five star quarterback at Georgia, I don't know how you really trust Kirby to do the right thing for you. Um, and I just I don't know. That's you, you don't have like a history of. You know about the 2017 season when Jake Fromm's a freshman. Now, granted, he's a freshman, but you ran the ball 69% of plays. That's an actual fact. That's an actual number. I'm not saying that. Just say 69. This is a this is a uh, an offense that under Munkin they throw the ball more than than you we give them credit for, and sets them been to put up better numbers than like a lot of people really really would give them credit for. Especially last year, I think whether you go 27 and six or 27 and seven or something like that with with touchdowns uh, or pass touchdowns and interceptions, but. It, they're not going to air it out and like they're not going to put Arch Manning in a situation where he is going to thrive offensively like Steve Sarkeesian did. Well, like, like Steve Sarkeesian will at Texas. He might have to sit a year because for Quinn Ewers, but like you come in, you learn in the offense, you are going to be taught by, in my opinion, still one of the top two offensive minds in, in football, not just cultural, but football. And that's Lane Kiffin and, and Steve Sarkeesian. 
Look what he did for Mac Jones. Everyone, like everyone probably in our comments and our listeners, 80, 90% of them thought that Mac Jones is just a, a game manager, just like a, a typical, you know, Jake Coker type deal. And he ends up being a, a top 15 pick and a first rounder and, and a first year starter in the NFL, largely in part because of what the, the shit he put up in, in Steve Sarkeesian's offense. So I just, I think it's a perfect fit. He's about to make a fuck ton of money. Uh, Arch or, or uh, Sark or both? Arch, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I know everyone jokes, you know, Texas, they always think they're back, but they're back. This is, uh, and Arch, the thing about Arch, which, which is crazy, is you could talk NIL, and we're going to talk that in a minute because there's rumors yeah. that this four star QB uh, was offered $11 million to go to Florida. Yeah. Which is already. Three million more than the five star that Tennessee supposedly offered Nico. to Nico. Yeah. What does that mean? Okay, so first off, like, is Arch the NIL stuff with Arch? I mean, obviously the family has tons of money, so I don't. I'm sure that's not probably the leading thing for his yeah. recruitment is NIL. But if a four star QB who's a good QB is is turning down eleven million dollars from Florida, which we're going to get to that story in a minute. How much is is a Arch going to make off of NIL, and or how much would he be worth? I guess now that we know what the market is out there, and B is this a sign that Texas is ready to compete and out recruit the Bamas and the Georgias of the world? You guys realize too? Did did the Mannings invent the super white name? Like Cooper and Peyton? I mean, that's so far ahead of your time. Right. If, like if Eli's name was Braden, that would be next level. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, anyway, uh, what were you talking about? I was uh, thinking about baby names. That's how. I was um, well, the real thing is, so, Sarkeesian just beat out Saban and Kirby for Arch Manning. So yeah, I don't know how it was done. You could say oil money, all that. That's a big theme right now for the Texas schools. I just don't know that Never. NIL is probably the number one thing in Arch's recruitment. No, it, it's okay. Here's the thing. Going to Austin, you are putting yourself in a situation where you, you, a couple of things are going to ring true. You don't have to live in your, in the shadow of your grandpa, your, well, I'd say your dad, but, um, you know, either of your uncles who were, were first round or number one overall picks in the NFL draft and also set up record after record after record at their respective school. Like every time, that Texas or every time if he went to Georgia, he went to Bama, every time they were playing Ole Miss, Tennessee, you know, anything like that, it would be like, and this is what his grand, don't forget what his grandpa did in that 1969 game against Alabama, the first night game ever on ABC. Don't forget what his uncle did at Tennessee. And these are all of his, like he gets to go kind of like set his own trail. Right. Um, and, you know, he needs to be careful because poison ivy is a real thing. I'm throwing that out there, Arch. I don't know if they have that in Austin. But like him going out into Austin in a massive market where he can make his own name, I think is huge. And I would, I tell you what, like I wouldn't want to be Arch Manning in general, not because he doesn't have great hair, because he does, but also like the the pedestal that people have him on right now and the bar that's set for him unfairly is so fucking high. And I don't, I honestly, I've said this before, when you watch tape. I'm not. I, I personally don't think if his last name wasn't Manning, he would be the number one quarterback in the country. I don't. And I'm that's just me. I've been wrong about a lot of things. I said Jared Garantano was the third best quarterback in, in the SEC like four years ago. 
Okay. So like, I don't know. That's shit. the only thing you've ever been wrong about. Without a doubt. Yeah. Well, there's some other stuff too involving rings, but like, we don't have to get into that today. Um, but other than that, it's like, I think that like this kid going to a place where he's away, they're going to play Bama, right? They're not in the sec yet though. He gets, his, he gets a year to sit behind the other highest ranked recruit in the history of college football quarterback, Quinn Ewers, learn the system, go at your own pace. Like if you get thrust into it, then great. But he doesn't have to go here being the savior for somebody. I mean, like think about what that looks like if you're Arch Manning and you go to Georgia and the same shit that has happened to every other five-star quarterback that's gone to Georgia in the last five years happens to you. Oh, Arch Manning couldn't, he couldn't beat out a three-star or a two-star or whatever. It's just... I think it's I think it's a bad I think that it sets him up for more failure than anything if he would have gone to the SEC right now. Um, I love that he went to Texas. So Texas signed the number one O line class in the country last year. Some Dude, say maybe the best of all time. Um, just yesterday, after Arch had been committed for a couple days, they landed three O line commits for Arch's class. Um, I know Texas and Oklahoma aren't supposed to go to the SEC to 2025, so <clears throat> by the time Arch is a junior, he will be playing in the SEC. Maybe they join before, but until yeah. then, that offense with that kind of O-line and a QB like him and, this, and the, the offensive talent that Sark is going to stack is going to run shit in the Big 12. Everyone that thinks that – and also, let's side note, the Big 12 has not been that bad about defense over the past couple of years. Like, Texas, yeah. has, Texas has been – dog shit on defense but let's also not forget about the fact that like i've brought this up before everyone that thinks it's like hey let's you know let's give a lot of shit i I said this last summer and people people didn't listen but i remember saying to florida fans specifically i was like you better get all these 1980 jokes out now because georgia's gonna win a national championship and look what happened for the first time in the four years i predicted it they did and then like you talk about like texas Maybe they're not like, what is it? Like, we're not going to give Texas credit to be back for anything just because of the nature of how fans are. I always say it. We're a nation of haters. We're not going to ever give Texas credit despite them deserving it. But like if they get to 10 wins in a schedule that plays Bama, that's a huge fucking deal. And that's a very difficult road to get down. And I think, I think they will win 10 games, but like you already have Quinn Ewers. You have two five-star, like you brought the offensive line class from last year. You have a Jai Hall. You have like five stars everywhere at receiver. You have the deepest backfield in America for running backs in terms of returning production. Excuse me, and talent. Um, I mean, you've got you've got what, who's the main guy? Well, I can't even think of his name. He's been there since 1987. He he came in. I'm pretty sure right after Cedric Benson. Are you talking about Bijan Robinson? Yeah, Bijan Robinson. He's been there for he's been there since I think like the Bush administration. So. Like I, they have, they have him, and they return both running backs behind him that are former high, high, highly ranked four stars that also put up a lot of numbers. They return ninety four percent of their overall production from the running back position. They are going to be really good, it, it, like in that offense. And we know how football is now. I know Georgia's won the national championship, but like in most cases over the past couple of years, offense has been what's kind of like driven. Um, you know, I think a lot of teams and Texas is a team that might put up 45 points a game, maybe 50. You think already this year? Yeah. And I'm yeah. never fucking wrong. That's true. Yeah. We, we I, just just I like this. This is good. Um, yeah. So and don't forget they added Billingsley. I was, I was trying to look because I think I'm, they did really well in the portal as well. 
Yeah, they got a bunch of Bama's leftover scraps. Ooh. Yes, said um, it, bro. So, yeah, man. I mean, this. I feel like this Arch Manning, because you, you know that there's going to be some really high-profile recruits that will want to follow him to play there. Yeah. So this could be an absolute game-changer for Texas. Um, I personally think, I know a lot of people hate Texas. I think it's great for college football if they're yeah. a top-ten team. So, um, it also real quick, think about like we were in 2020 and it sucked because it was COVID, but like you could not have had a more dream scenario for the playoff, especially going into that year. You have a Trevor Lawrence, uh, Clemson team, right? And then you have Ohio State, which is a national brand. You have Notre Dame, obviously a national brand. And you have Bama, which is a brand. So, like, you think about how, like, especially if you expand the playoffs and you start wanting to get some of these, like, you know, these national brands. I'm not one to ever say like, well, football's better if Tennessee's back. Football's better when USC's relevant. Football's better when Texas is relevant. Um, And and I think that like when you look at from a national standpoint, it is it is more fun when you have like like the whole country is kind of shut off to just the southeast right now and the east coast. Like, you know, east of the Mississippi, I don't know where Ohio is. I'll be honest. Where's Ohio? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's obviously north of here. I don't know how north the Mississippi Colorado runs. Sure. I don't think of really any other region of the country past Kentucky. You know what I mean? Okay, Ohio is definitely east of Mississippi. That was a joke. But um, I think that like outside of that school, maybe Penn State, Michigan went there last year. I don't. I just don't think that that like it's necessarily great for college football to have it just be secluded to the SEC. It's good for my job. It's great for my job, yeah. but you know, big picture. So. Yeah. The, um, Texas actually today just scooped up a five-star safety out of Louisiana. So these things, right. I, this is going to pay dividends for them, not only on the field when he actually starts playing, but uh, in his class. So certainly something to watch. Um, yeah. Speaking of recruiting, another big story in the SEC this week is um, Florida coach Billy Napier, for some reason or another, decided to pin an open letter to the uh, Florida fan base after people were being becoming concerned uh, with his Twitter, or I'm sorry, with his recruiting prowess a little bit. They're a little, little they're worried about the trajectory of the program. It's fucking June. Three months into his tenure there, without ever having played a football game. So um, he pins this letter, you know, basically preaching patience. Let's let's stick together. We got to have a strong NIL. And uh, not so coincidentally, they were finding themselves in a recruiting battle with Miami, um, very well-known NIL school here, um, for this QB, Jaden Rashada, out of California. Um, ends up that Miami ends up winning the battle. And everyone's like, okay. That's great, you know, but then a, a day passes and, a, and an article comes out from On3. So we've got to give them credit here. Um, apparently very well known that this QB, Jaden Rashada, NIL was the main factor in his recruitment. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Crabtree from On3 Sports uh, wrote an article that, that shed some light on what actually happened and social media kind of took it and went with it. Um so there's a guy named Michael Caspino. Maybe we'll get him on the pod. Um, he's <laughs> an NIL lawyer. Based, he's an NIL lawyer based out of California. So you know he's not sketchy at all. 
Yeah. Um, he said, and I'll, I want to get the, the quote correct here, Chris. Jaden left millions on the table, end quote, to go to Miami. Um, comes out, there's some rumors. On three basically says that Rashada agreed to an NIL deal with John Ruiz, who's this big-time billionaire booster down there who's sketchy himself. Right. Um, he signed a $9.5 million NIL deal, which was actually a million in – wait, no. Do you not have any yeah, idea million and a half less. Shots that is, <laughs> million and a half less than what apparently Florida's collective <laughs> offered him, which was eleven million dollars. Um, this is insane. So there's a lot of places. So all of a sudden now there's this there's this insane thing where the lawyer comes out for this after this kid's already signed at Miami, and says that. Uh, this is his quote. Florida is the most dysfunctional collective in all of college football. I plan on steering my clients away from them. From my standpoint, I never, ever want to deal with them again. Yeah. If it weren't for the collective, that's simply that's completely dysfunctional at Florida. He probably would have been there. So we'll start. Let's just take a break. Florida's collective has issued a statement on Twitter. This is where college football is, by the way. This sucks. I <laughs> I really like sucks. I just... Flat out, it fucking sucks. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like when you have, you've issued this much shit to like, like where you have this many people involved. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Tyler Caspino? My, Michael Caspino. He's Michael an Caspino. NIL lawyer. Right. That, so I just, and I'm sure he's great at what he does, but he's specifically a lawyer for 17 and 18 year old kids. Don't trust that. I'll tell you what, I don't trust a lot of lawyers. And that's just because my dad was a paralegal. Okay. Um, I, I just, I don't think that like when you, when your main, your main function at your job is to get 17 and 18 year old kids money and it doesn't involve rap or overseas soccer. That's a weird job, bro. That's a weird yeah, that, job. Yeah. That's got trafficking type vibes. I don't, I don't like it. It's weird. It just weirds me out. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I wish I didn't say that either. That could have taken that part out. Um, but no, I just, I think that like when, when this person saying something that negative about Florida, I don't feel like, and Georgia fans, just give me a fucking second here. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that him saying that comes off as anything but, I have a vin- I have like a vendetta out against Florida. That's that's yeah, all I there was right. clearly an argument that was had with their collective. Right. It's stupid for him if he does represent athletes. Don't you want every team right out there to know that your player is available so you can drive up the price? Yeah. I mean this just sounds dirty talking about by the way. If you get ten percent, that's what well, that's only like a hundred fifty thousand, which is on that scale doesn't seem like that much. That's a lot of jello shots. Right. Yeah. So, so first off, I, if this $9.5 million or the $11 million are real numbers, this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, so if this kid is, is getting paid $9.5 million to go to Miami for I'm, what I'm guessing is you can't transfer and you have to be there for three years minimum. I would think so, yeah. Hold on, I'm getting my drink. Um, like, again, he's not even – I think he's maybe a top five QB, but he's not in the top three. So a, I don't think he's a he's a five star. He was a four star on on two four seven. Right, 
So I mean, that's. So, anyways, I, I just like so is Arch Manning. Let's just say Arch Manning is he is he gonna make thirty million in NIL? I mean, this is. I, first of all, this this feels like a bubble. I mean, it is a bubble, and I like as somebody that's not great with money, it feels like I'm behind most of the money that these people are promising right now. It is not like this is like I tell right. you, what, like in the NFL, in the NFL, and you talk about like how it's structured to where, all right, here's like the tiers of like draft picks, and this is how much you're gonna get if you're in these slots, right? You don't have that yet here, and I don't think you're going to get it because it's a free market, and you're not going to be able to be like, hey, by the way. Um, <laughs> we got to like let me not see the comments. It's just people that aren't <laughs> listening that are just at home are like, Can you sh- I, this is going to turn into the other show. It's just going to be me fucking giggling for an hour and a half. Um, actually, it's too short, so like two hours. Um, but like going into going into like if he's getting – if he's getting nine and a half and somebody ranked ahead of him is getting eight or seven and a half to eight and a half. This right? guy, this guy, he represents both of them, by the way. Oh, Michael, Michael Caspino. We got to get Michael Caspino. I'm going to send a tweet to him right now. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you, you, you were saying? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's Just like, like you look at these, you look at like the numbers here, right? Um, and also to be fair, actually, it's a cornerback. Never mind. Um, I'm looking at like quarterbacks right now. And so the kid that went to Miami, Jaden Rashada, he is the fifth ranked, I guess, pro style quarterback. Um, he is, he's ranked. Where's he at overall? 45th overall. There's 37, five stars. He's not one of them. He's ranked 45th in the country overall. Have you looked at this year's crop of quarterbacks? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. There are six five-star quarterbacks. Jackson Arnold. That's an Um, Oklahoma name if I've ever heard one. What's that? That's an Oklahoma name if I've ever heard one. Do you know he's committed to Oklahoma? Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) I should have acted like I didn't. You seen Christopher (laughs) Vizina from – I don't know how big Birmingham is. I know there's a lot of schools. But the fact that Clemson, of course, got one from Briarwood Christian – which I'm assuming yeah. plays like a seventh and eighth grade schedule. That's just that's perfect too. Anyway, we're off off topic. Back to Poison <laughs> Ivy. Um, so, anyways, I don't know. You know, I I just this is this story. I, I are you worried about Billy Napier at Florida? Like his recruiting no, ability? It's, been, it's fucking June. It's <laughs> June. Like this is, and I tell you what, it, I, I I I do it every week, and I'm gonna do it again. But Georgia fans, it's fucking weird that you guys are this invested into Florida not being good in June. Like, they went six and seven last year. You won a fucking national championship. Have some big dick energy for once in your entire fucking existence and stop hanging on to every single thing that your petty rivalry is about. Like, Florida sucks. Florida's not a good team. They lost to UCF and, like, the fucking Hollywood – Music video. What's it called? Hollywood video. Damn it, Chris. You've ruined all that with a bad, bad reference. The Hollywood video. video. Isn't it Blockbuster? Well, in Hollywood video. I had a dream. Movie gallery. At Blockbuster. Should we just start naming um, extinct companies? Blockbuster? There's still one left. <laughs> That's true. Wait. Was movie gallery, like, was that around a lot of, like, was that in more than one place? I mean, they, it was here in the local Atlanta area, movie gallery. I don't know if it was a national chain. Yeah. Remember when you could start getting them at um 
at like Kroger and Publix. The Red Box. That's still if you. Well, seen- not the Red Box. You could you could go into the grocery store and there was a like small video portion portion of the. Oh, I, don't, I remember that. Do you remember um, that the Red Box? All right, they had the movie gallery in Albany, Georgia. Did they really? Albany, Georgia. Um, do you realize R. that uh, Albany or movie gallery? No, no. R.I.P. Toys R Us and movie gallery. Albany is still around. Um, I forgot I was going to say that. It's not important. I'm sure. Um, so a lot of QB talk in the in the comments in the chat here. Um, I want to talk about uh, SEC Heisman potential. Um, yeah. See if they, if I went to DraftKings, look at the latest odds, pulled the guys from the SEC. Who would you get? Um, and then we're going to take some listener questions um, either in the chat if we got any on Twitter or Facebook, and then we'll sign off for the night. So obviously Bryce Young, as far as Heisman's concerned, is in the SEC is the uh, has the best odds at plus three fifty. Mm-hmm. Second is Will Anderson. Plus twenty five hundred, and there's a list here. Um, in fact, why don't I why don't I throw this up there for you, Chris? Why don't you pull that shit up? Yeah, because I'm on a whole different screen. All right. While I'm doing that, um, I wanted to give you get your thoughts on somebody that you thought, hey, you know, maybe they're not in the top five. Maybe it's not Bryce Young, Will Anderson, you know, Spencer Rattler's up there, which I guess. Um, but, you know, p- people in the SEC that may have long odds that you could see, hey, you know, given the team, talent around them, schedule, yeah, you know, chance, uh, position, who do you who do you like as maybe a dark horse in the SEC for Heisman? And please and don't say Will Levis. No, what? I, I would bet almost any amount of money that he will not – if you could bet on somebody to not make the finals, right, that, like that – like – Kentucky's gonna go eight and four. No offense, Kentucky fans, but they're gonna go eight and four. And then it's like, what? What's he? I mean, I, and I like I like Kentucky, and I like Will Levis. I just don't think it's gonna gonna turn out well. Um, Keishon Butte is a guy strictly because we had a receiver win it two years ago. Um, that that uh, quarterback situation is not great, but I think that's something. I'm gonna say one here that Trevor Gar- Garza is gonna like, and I'm gonna say Max Johnson which sounds crazy and stupid, but he did have 27 touchdowns and six interceptions last year. He's got a 35 and seven, I think, um, touchdown interception ratio on his career. We've seen him win some big games. We saw him beat Florida in the shoe game his freshman year. We saw him beat A&M in Death Valley last year. Um, I think that, uh, like, I I think that if, if A&M does something like they're supposed to, right, in their fans' eyes, say they go 11-1, they somehow win the SEC. It's going to be because of Max Johnson. And we talked about this, I think, a little bit last week. But, like, I know Haynes King is a five-star. He's a phenomenal athlete. We don't see that kind of quarterback in Jimbo's offense. We don't see some like type of, like, dynamic dual-threat guy a lot as much as we see um, just a drop-back passer. And if you say Kellen Mond in the comments, I'm going to come to this computer screen and punch you in the mouth because Kellen Mond was not a dual-threat quarterback. EJ Manuel was okay. I mean, he was the first yeah. round pick. Don't do this to yourself. Christian Potter also was the first round pick. <laughs> Both dual threat. But, but I, you know, I digress. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Awful. I tell you what. On on this board. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. This is my guy right here. Oh God, 
Jameer Gibbs plus six thousand. I love that. I love that. I like that kid's gonna do like okay. Think about this. Think about that. This is some crazy year where like like all the things happen, and you have you know like the Saquon Barkley year. Who won it that year? Oh, I'm I'm horrible at stuff like this. Really? By the way, someone someone asked us to restart the segment. Um, what stump Chris or something like that? Is this part of the old pod? I did, we have never done this on our our show. Yeah, it it was called Stump the Gump, and they would ask trivia questions. And then just I about would... Alabama? No, 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 about anything. Like anything in college football, or just anything. anything in college football. I was I was yeah. hitting it like a ninety one percent clip. Okay, it, so Riley, go ahead. Riley Williams brings up a good point here. Zach Evans. That's one I think that people really don't talk about a ton, including myself, because yeah. I, everyone's talking about um, quarterback Jackson Dart. Well, that and Jameer Gibbs, like as far as transfer running backs that go in the SEC, Zach Evans is a beast and yeah. he's in a fantastic offense. Mm-hmm. Um, his odds are plus 15,000. I love that pick from Riley. Fucker. I've been I've been accidentally recording apparently everything we've been saying into a text and it's it's just miles long. <laughs> um fuck. Anyway. Uh but yes, I, I like I like the Zach Evans pick. And I was gonna ask, you know, who who do you like? I mean, how about how about um I love Jermaine Zach Burton? Evans. How about I Jermaine Zach- Burton? No. What? He's like six feet, 190 pounds. Okay. Who else? Who else is going to catch passes in the Bama offense? That's proven. Someone's going to catch these hands if they don't block for Bryce. I'll tell you that. Um, sick. Sick. <laughs> epic. Um, anyway, no. Uh, what was it? Well, hold on. Not. I don't think Jermaine Burton's going to there. I mean, maybe Tyler Harrell or Harrell. I was going to say his name just because he's a big play threat. He's like really fast. I think he runs like a four-two or some shit. Um, the Zach, the Zach Evan thing is a good point. Here's why. When you talk about an Elaine Kiffin offense, right? Um, he's had, I've told you this before. He's had like a 3000 yard receiver every single year, except for like one, uh, or I'm sorry, a quarterback, like in eight of the last 10 years, whether at places he's been a head coach or he's been uh, an offensive coordinator. So dating back to even USC, um, why that's a big deal. The one time he didn't was when Devin Singletary, who was a running back at FAU, um, he had 1,920 yards and 32 touchdowns in 2017. Solid. If, if Zach Evans has almost 2,000 yards and over 30 touchdowns in a regular season at Ole Miss, and they get one upset, they got to go to A&M, they get Bama at home. If they get one upset and they're 10-2 – and two, and again, this is like we're kind of like last year when it's like, well, fuck, we'll get that white kid from Michigan, I guess, because we don't have enough people that fill up the fucking time slot. Zach Evans will be a Heisman finalist. <laughs> um, okay, so there's some love for Bowers in the chat. Tra- in the chat, um, I don't think a tight end's ever won, except no, for Tim Stetson Tebow. Bennett's a good call. Stetson Bennett's a good call. Tim Tebow, he- he's a tight end that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it's realistic to think. I mean, trust me, I think obviously Bowers um, is the best tight end in the country, but I don't, I just don't see a, 
Need a tight end winning it on his team, dude. Um, um, no, I, I think that I think that we didn't even talk about the the fact that that LSU also got that Tommy Tanks kid from baseball. We're, we don't have time to talk about it now, but like they did, yeah. Um, uh, I've I've heard that they're, and this is just obviously, we'll see what happens. You know, if maybe it'll end up being true, but I've heard that they just like essentially have targeted like seven All American guys that they're just going to go buy off people's rosters. <laughs> good, yeah. Um, no, the Brock Bowers thing, I I would. I would just assume you're going to have a significant dip in his production level going into this year. Would, oh, man. We've got a throwback chat here. Oh, God. What's happening? Price. You remember, <laughs> you remember that? That's from the yeah, old podcast. Eddie Booza is my favorite, man. I just, <laughs> he's fucking great. I mean, all of you are my favorite. But um, he, he's, he's been listening since the first episode of our first podcast that wasn't Winning and Saturday down south. Love it. We should have been able to do that. I'm stupid. Anyway. Um, no, the Brock Bowers thing, I, I don't think like Stetson, I think is a very good pick just because Stetson, like he put up really good numbers last year. And I think that he could do that again. I mean, like, like think about this. If like Georgia is going to roll, the, the, the reason why Stetson won't be a Heisman finalist is because he will not, you'll see, like, I don't think it'll be as drastic, but the numbers that Tua put up in 2018, right. When he would, he would go out and he'd be like 12 of 16 for fucking, 300 yards and three touchdowns and then he would go sit for the remaining three quarters like right. that would be that's what Stetson is going to do in this in like with this Georgia team this year like Georgia is going to destroy people and finish 12 and 0 so if he gets to the end of the year I don't see him having enough stats because I think that they'll they'll work some kids behind him especially with the talent they have and try to keep that QB room together um but I mean yeah if, if it's something where he's like in a lot of games like he was last year and they get to the end of the year and they're 12 and 0 and they beat Bama and they win the SEC. Like, I don't see why he wouldn't be a finalist, even though he's, um, go ahead. Um, I was going to say too, um, I was looking at this list. What's crazy about this list is that you got to get down to all the way down to plus 10,000 before you get to a Georgia player. Yeah. And that just shows you how bad they are. Right. Right. <laughs> No, they just—they just got a lot of new faces that they're relying on this year. Um, yeah. Outside of Stetson, obviously. Um, Will Shipley has plus ten thousand odds too, which is a fucking joke. I thought it was interesting that Clemson's backup QB, true freshman, is pretty pretty damn close to what DJ Uyunglele. What is he? What does he have? DJ's at thirty five hundred. His backup, who's never played a game, is plus six thousand. Jesus, what's his name? Braylon Allen, probably. Cade Klubnik. <laughs> he's got better. He's got the same odds as Will Rogers, KJ Jefferson, Will Levis, Cade and Jameer Klubnick. Gibbs. Love it. Jaden Daniels also on this list at plus seven thousand. Back up for LSU. Yeah, he's ahead of Miles Brennan. So why don't we get some audience questions in here? Because we're almost at an hour. Yep, let's do it. Um, Who wants first to see poison ivy? Let, let's no, nobody wants to see that. Um, all right. Let's take the first one. I saw one come through from show favorite Eddie Booza. He says, "Is the Vince Young Rose Bowl eclipsed in any performance in the next five years?" Yeah, Bryce Young XC Championship game last year. Mac Jones Georgia regular season <laughs> game uh, the year before. Jalen Hurts and Tua SEC Championship twenty eighteen. Um, next question. So, so, so this question is in the next five years. So we'll just stop there. 
What is wrong with Elizabeth? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Okay, so Elizabeth says, "Would you rather sweat mayonnaise or cry hot sauce?" Obviously, for me, it's going to be sweat mayonnaise. Crying hot sauce seems like maybe, like I'd rather burn in a fire than cry hot sauce. I was going to say, "Do you know how much I sweat?" But at the same time, I kind of cry a lot. Not as much as I used to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean. Uh, I, I, I've been crying a lot lately, which is good. Partially That's because good. of that person. Um, also, okay, let me just let me. No, actually, I'll just. I'll tell you. All, I'll tell you all there. Um, no, let's go I back just, to the, the the Vince Young thing. Is that is anything? I, I mean, like the weird thing about that Texas team. We talk about how great Texas is now. How that's like an all time great team because they beat USC. They were 12 and 0 silently that year. No one gave a shit about that team. No one thought they were that great. Everyone it was all USC the whole year. Yeah, I don't know, you know, I would think I can't remember the stats for Vince Young. I mean, obviously that game itself is extremely memorable. Mm-hmm. Um but I had to think that there's been a better performance even since then, like whether it was Burrow or you know, Deshaun Watson. I can't. I just had to go look back at the stats and the games. Why don't you bring up those two? Like a dickhead. Know. Just you know, two random games. Um, um, let me look yeah. up. The, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Okay. While you do that, since William Gray has put this question in four times, yeah, I'll say that, that one for sure. Uh, which team would y'all give nil money to, and why is it Ole Miss? Uh, it is not Ole Miss. They seem to be yeah. doing fine in the transfer portal. I don't feel bad for them. I'm gonna give it to Vandy. Vince Young had, was 30 of 40, which is almost 75%. Um, oh, man, this is tough. This is why it's tough for me to get on the internet sometimes. Because at the right of the stats that I'm supposed to be reading to you right now, there's a picture of a black bear running towards a person. And it says, Mama Bear does this after man saves drowning cubs. And I kind of hope it's mauls her face. You know what I mean? I don't think it is. I bet it's, I bet it's like a Mother Nature thing. She like kind of. And you should click on it to find out. Yeah, it's probably porn. Um, yeah. Okay, thirty or forty for two sixty-seven. Sort of you know that he didn't. I love a pyramid scheme. You know he didn't have a single passing touchdown in that game. Yeah, so I can't officially rule that as like one of the best performances ever. He had four hundred and sixty-seven total yards and three touchdowns. He, he had nineteen carries for two hundred yards. Trevor Garza chimes in and says, Burrow giving Justin Jefferson five touchdowns against Oklahoma in the playoffs is definitely better than Vince. Never forget that I was there and found out about the the horrific accident that happened going into that game. So I took Oklahoma in the first half and Oklahoma in the, in the first quarter. Mm. And it was 28 nothing after the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I kind of feel like you're the king of like doubling down on bad bets. <laughs> <laughs> say relationships or bets? Um, <laughs> Uh, B Sumner's 90 says who will be the Auburn basketball, Tennessee baseball of college football next year. Is that like kind of surprise elite team? Um, yeah, I guess what does that mean? I guess that's what that means. Um, let's see for, for the SEC. I'm giving it to Mizzou. I'm giving that money to Mizzou or South Carolina. Oh, for the NIL thing. Yeah. I give mine to Vandy. I mean, they've got to have a shot at some point. They just can't keep getting drubbed every single week. Um, every year. 
I've decided. So the the Auburn basketball or the Tennessee baseball college football next year. So or is that like extremely unlikable? Okay, so he's now confirmed it's falling on the face at the end of the season. Ooh, probably Georgia. Oh, uh, I'd say the most likely is A and M. They seem to have a track record of that. Well, that's only when they play a postseason game. Sometimes they get out of that. Trevor's gonna. Trevor, I can just feel Trevor's blood pressure rising in the comments right now. I love you, Trevor. We're just kidding. Um, I like <laughs> not really question, that much. Sure, I'm not kidding that much. Um, <laughs> uh, we said we had someone in the Facebook group said uh, this was directly uh, sent to me. How bad does LSU blow FSU's doors off? Three scores or four? Um, yeah, LSU's look, a Andrew, you get you don't want what's coming for you, brother. Uh, pure. Turn it up, son. Turn it dark up. Dark masculine energy <laughs> coming from Tallahassee, boy. You ain't ready for this. You oh. ever seen a six-one, two hundred five-foot QB? Launching balls. Foot. Yeah, 205 feet, six pounds. You hear about that python down there? It was 18 feet and 215 pounds? No, I didn't. But B. Sumner's, no, I don't think Willie Taggart will be back anytime soon. I, I pray. Uh, does Tennessee win 10 games this year? No. Let me, let me bust out the trusty Lindy's. Look. Look at that. As fate would have it, I just opened it up to Tennessee's page. Let me just take a look at the schedule. Let's do W's and L's here, Chris. Okay. Ball State at win. home. Fucking win. All right, that's one. Oh, at Pittsburgh. I opened up too. Fucking at Pittsburgh. That's a win. Akron. Fucking win. Home against Florida. Loss. That's a win. All right, 4-0 and going into the big LSU matchup at LSU. LSU first year head coach Brian Kelly, kind of a transitional roster. Can they get it done in Baton Rouge? No, no. Four and one, home against Alabama. Four and two. Four and two. UT Martin five and two. So we need five more wins against Kentucky at Georgia, Missouri at South Carolina at Vandy. I think it's possible they could win. I, it's possible. I just don't think it happens. But I don't think so you're either. saying you're saying that you have to go perfect without beating Georgia. And Bama, or you're saying you get one loss the rest of that schedule, which is very difficult to do, um, and beating a Georgia or a Bama. And you get Georgia on the road, and you get Bama at home. And, and listen, like, hold on, let's just look this up real quick. I, I just, I just need Tennessee versus Bama. Like, I'm not saying this to be a dick, okay? No, I don't. I'm, say, I'm saying. I'm saying this because you're in a current 15-game losing streak to um, to Alabama, right? Yeah, that's um, Yeah, it is tough. So looking at that part, you've lost – you've scored over 20 points, like 21 points or more during that losing streak. you want to guess how many times? So how, what's the streak again? Fifteen. They've lost fifteen times. I'll tell you what. How many? How many times during a fifteen-game losing streak have they scored twenty points or more? Um, five. Three. Oh god. 
I thought I was lowballing it. No, you are not. They scored 20 in 2014 and lost 34 to 20. They scored 21 in 2018 and they lost 58 to 21. And they scored mm-hmm. 24 last year and lost 52 to 24. So two of the three times they've scored that, they've given up over 50 points. Do you also want to guess how many times Alabama has scored over 45 points against Tennessee in the last, I don't know, six years? Five. Five of the six. Okay. Not great. Let's see where this thing's going. Yeah. Yeah, so basically we're going to get an under on 10. Yeah. Uh, more pressure over the next five years, Jimbo or Sark? I'm gonna go Jimbo. Yeah. Just simply because he hasn't he's been there longer. Also, Sark I, well, has managed well, you know, to go out and land two of the most generational QBs coming out out of high school in the past let's, twenty years. So. Let's ask Trevor Garza real quick. Can he join? Can he can, like like serious question? Because everything's great for A and M right now. It's fucking June, and they are riding high on the hog, on the on the egg, on the egg hole. Woo pig, woo pig. Um, damn, Willie Gray's killing it. If if Jimbo goes, if Jimbo goes, and that question's from Jeff Williams, by the way. Um, if Jimbo goes eight and four again, what is the attitude in College Station? Is it a happy birthday, Kip? Is it go to hell, Kip? Fuck you, Kip. I, I'm I'm wondering. Obviously, Clemson actually had success, but when do they make that heel turn? Because remember how everyone used always used to say, including myself, Clemson has like the nicest fan base, and then all of a sudden they like just became the worst. Yeah. Like when does that flip for AM? and They've they've got a. At some point, I mean, they've got. Oh, I can tell you right now, it, they are the worst. Yeah. Besides Trevor, they are the worst. Yeah. Um, you ever notice that Eddie Booza kind of looks like if me and you had a baby? <laughs> That's weirdly quite accurate. Uh, anyways. Um, anyways. Attitude, attitude equals, equals will we ever, ever actually be consistently good at football for the love of God, and why was our only good season during fucking COVID? I love the efforts. That's a, that's a great point, Trevor. Um we're all asking that, I think. Well, when you say consistently good, I mean, they hadn't finished in the top 10, I think, at the end of a season before the COVID year since 95. Uh-huh. That includes the 98 year, I think, when they beat, when Dat Wynn beat the best team that ever won a championship ever, Kansas State, with Michael Bishop and Martin Gramatica. Really wow, good what team. a pull from you. Um, UGA all fans right. are the worst, Willie. All right, we're we're down to it. We've been over an hour. We don't want to stretch it out any longer. We appreciate Check you guys tuning in. Again, if you're on YouTube now, thanks for tuning in. We're trying to grow the YouTube, trying to grow the the live listeners, get more people engaged in the comments. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. If you could share this on your social medias, the the YouTube channel. Yeah, that'd um, be great. You know, like we, should do, we, we should do live giveaways during the show. Live yeah, and then we could we could honestly I got it would be easy for us to jo- to get people to join the show live. Are you is that, are there drugs? They're like it's allergy medicine, but yeah. <laughs> We're handing out stickers, drugs, whatever you want. I got, what do we, I got? Gum, <laughs> weed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we got a we got a bunch of mums. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, is it is it uh, Meet the Parents? <laughs> <laughs> 
Got a whole. Get a you could just moms. get a whole bunch of moms. Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, listen. Thanks so much. Share this. Share the YouTube. If if you're on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Thanks for listening. Yeah. If you get a chance, you know, jump over to the YouTube. Before, check us before, out on here. Uh, July fourth. July fourth. Uh, I'll probably do something uh, with the kids because you know I have small children. No, around. idiot. I said, do you want to do another one of these before July fourth? You don't fucking listen. Which is uh, in a week. It's Monday. Could be tough, but maybe. Okay. What are you doing for July fourth? You got you and the kids want to come up to Liz's family's lake house that I'm inviting people to. <laughs> Liz, Everybody's invited. The- I'll give you guys the uh, address. Yeah, well, let's meet um, at Liz's place. So if you give that address out first, we'll all meet there. Mm-hmm. And then we could just hand out the address from there to go still to the weird. Still weird that this is still a thing. All right, well. What? Okay. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you next week or potentially at the end of this week.